If you are hearing this right now, it means we're covering some graphic topics in today's episode. This is a true crime and paranormal podcast. There's going to be some murder. And action. I've always wanted to say that. <laughs> hello, hello. Welcome to Archive Murder Mystery All Around Mayhem. That's Ben. This is Bailey. <laughs> that is Bailey. Yep. Fun fact, we're actually video recording this episode right now. Not that it will ever see the light of day because we're both in sweatpants. Hello. Um, This is just for testing purposes. Maybe we'll release it one day. Who knows? But we're hoping to film some episodes for you guys. We have our home studio set up. It's in my apartment, whole room, just for recording this podcast. But she doesn't want to use it because her dog is loud and annoying. My dog is loud. He's not annoying. And her boyfriend. He's a perfect baby angel. My boyfriend, however, is annoying. Um... (laughs) Uh, he watches his anime too loudly um okay your dog is needy my dog is needy but he can't help himself he was on the streets for nine years he was a streets dog he's although he's he's not hard he's not hard he's a big softy we're gonna have to cut so much of this out i forgot what i was talking about oh yeah we've started decorating the studio too we have like some cool chairs cool like table we got old books to make it look like all fancy and stuff it's looking good I put a plant in there. I got, what did I get? Like a coffee grinder and the... And the like vintage film canister. No, you get the vintage oh, yeah, film yeah. canister. And then I have my grandpa's like old camera and stuff. It, it looks cool. We it need looks stuff cool. on the walls though. But we do need stuff on the walls. I've got an idea for like newspapers and connecting them with red with red lines, you know, like you see in the movies. That I would be that'd cool. that'd be really fun. We should do them, but with like cases that we've done on the podcast or the pictures that That's should a good go idea. up there. Yeah. What are you drinking today? green tea green tea just plain green tea or is it tropical green tea that was out there i don't know what the difference is it just tastes like green tea but it's all good right. though all right i'm drinking that raspberry hibiscus very good very good we're actually right now we're this is our first time recording back in the university's studio since i want to say like february feels good to yep. be back we're back back to our roots they've got some new toys in here that we they are do. not using yep that we are keeping our drinks far away from yeah yeah <laughs> if anyone from fox is listening I know, I put it right next to this thing, and I was like, eh, that looks like it's worth a couple thousand dollars. Let me just move away from that. Spill your tea, get castrated. Mm-hmm. It's actually a sign on the front <laughs> door. <laughs> right below the one that says, pray every day. Okay. I So this week, I'm <laughs> now that we've gotten all that out of the way, this week, I'm, all, I'm doing a case this week, and Ben is just here for the commentary. Mm-hmm. He's here for the education. I'm going to educate him on some yeah. murder. Okay, but yeah, so let's get into it. So, again, credit where credit's due. I got my sources from Murderpedia, um, an article by Melissa Bastek on horrorobsessive.com, history.com, a bunch of different places, Wikipedia, Love You Will Never Donate, um, all sorts of places, mostly the internet. Actually, only the internet. Exclusively the internet. (laughs) Exclusively the internet. We're not going to a library. Actually, that's where I wrote this entire case was in the library. (laughs) You're ruining my joke. I was in the library. I just didn't look at books. Okay. (laughs) So let's get into it. I'm really excited about this case. So I'm gonna give you I'm gonna give you like a quick little like teaser, and then I'm gonna back off into some like inform information. Yeah, if you could see me right now, I'm doing the hands. I'm doing the like the moving around hands. So I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a little bit of teaser into the case. Right, get it right into the meat, and then pull back. Uh, then we're gonna go into some like background information, and then uh, go through the rest of the case. So Ben's not doing a case this week. He's here for the commentary. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, be sure to chime in. We just you started want. school and I'm overwhelmed. <laughs> and I was actually I'm doing okay. Like overexcited, I'm pretty, so I'm I wrote nine pages. <laughs> yeah. So we figured, oh, let's just only do this case this week. So let's just get let's get right into the script. March eighth, nineteen fifty one. Martha Beck and Raymond Martinez Fernandez make their way to the electric chair at Sing Sing Prison in New York. As the prison workers tighten the straps on Raymond's chair, he speaks his last words. I want to shout it. I love Martha. What do the public know about love? When the prison workers ask Martha Beck her final words, she says calmly, My story is a love story, but only those tortured by love can know what I mean. I am not unfeeling, stupid, or moronic. I am a woman who had a great love and will always have it. Imprisonment is the death house. Imprisonment in the death house has only strengthened my feelings for Raymond. With the flip of a switch, Fernandez and Beck's twisted love story comes to an end, and so ends the reign of terror as the Lonely Hearts Killers. That's dramatic. Bum, bum, bum. Wow. 
I told you. I told you we were going to get a little little teaser and then pull back into the background information. That was like the beginning of a novel. Yeah. That's cool. Thank you. <laughs> so this week I'm covering the Lonely Hearts Killers or the Honeymoon Killers. Uh, they go by a few different names, but ultimately they are Martha Beck and Raymond Martinez Fernandez, the couple who murdered as many as 20 women in the 1940s. Uh, as I was looking for a case this week, I was extremely interested in female serial killers because I don't think we've covered like a female female serial killer yet on the podcast. Maybe we have and I'm just not remembering it, but yeah, I, I don't I think, didn't so. think we did. Oh my gosh. This table makes a lot of... Oh, it's the springs. Yeah, it's the springs on the when microphone. When I move anything, the springs go... <laughs> Anyways, back to female serial killers. Uh, <laughs> but I was especially looking for one that didn't have to do with poison or drowning since yeah. we know a lot of female serial killers use like poison as their mode of killing and i wanted to find someone kind of like out of the ordinary in that sense that their killings were violent because we don't see that a lot we don't see a lot of women committing violent crimes unless Fair. it's like violent crimes towards children but we I, I don't want to do violent crimes towards children so essentially in in researching my female serial killers with multiple adult victims i came across this case which i think is even more interesting because of the team dynamic essentially between Martha and Raymond it's not unheard of to find couples who kill together I mean we have a few documented cases of that like Carla Homolka uh, and Paul Bernardo Bonnie and Clyde uh, Henry Lee you know Lucas and Otis Tool blah 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 I, knew, so on I was so like forth. Bonnie and Clyde uh, and but then what I found so interesting <laughs> about those other ones you know, I was like nope I read a lot of murder I was like Bonnie and Clyde and then <laughs> those other I know I well I read a lot of murder. I I consume a lot of murder-related true true crime content. I should not brag about that. Uh, But what I found so interesting about this couple in particular is their relationship and the dynamic between the couple and their victims. So Fernandez had initially intended on Martha Beck to be one of his victims, but they supposedly fell in love. And instead of becoming a victim, Martha would go on to help him find more women and, and help lead them to their demise. Martha would pose as Raymond's sister when he met these women before helping him kill them and deplete their bank accounts. But we'll get that. We'll get into that in a little bit. I wanted to start with some like kind of background story for both of them. So Martha had a difficult childhood to say the least. Uh, She was overweight as a child and had an overbearing mother who would constantly ridicule her for her looks and weight. Uh, She was bullied and harassed by her classmates. And at the age of 10, she was molested by her brother. Uh, when she opened up to her mother about the assault, her mother only further ridiculed her and punished her with uh, like harsh beatings for, quote, lying about her brother. So, I mean, Dang. she was obviously very distant from her mother growing up and left home as soon as possible, moving to California, which I would too. That sounds awful. Uh, and on her own out there in California, Martha worked odd jobs to eventually earn her nursing degree and found a job as a nurse oh, wow. on a military base. Nice. So, like, good for her good for her that's a real come up yeah and while working on the base martha spent her nights um frequenting bars dating soldiers overall just looking for love and okay a lot of the articles i read made it made martha out to be this like seductress or like she was going through some sort of hoe phase or whatever which not cool yeah they they really slut shamed martha in these in these articles which yeah yeah, she ended up don't go after for that she ended up being a bad person later on but they really like really slut shamed her in these articles and yeah, going helpful. through a traumatic childhood like that, like, I mean, you could probably even say loveless childhood. She obviously didn't have very many people that she was close to, not experiencing that motherly love from her abusive mother. I mean, it, it makes sense that she would seek love elsewhere. That's not unheard of, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, she just wanted to feel loved. Not that any of this excuses her later actions, but I just wanted to throw that out there. That at this point... She has, not to my knowledge, committed any crimes and should not be slut-shamed for dating a bunch of men, even if it was the 1940s. Yeah, yeah. Get it, girl. Yeah. But nevertheless... Just living her life. Martha dated quite a few men. Until and she's ending other lives, but that's <laughs> not yet, so... Yeah. They shouldn't be focusing on that. That's weird. Yeah, don't slut-shame the murderer. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, legit, like... I, I mean, you're not wrong. <laughs> but nevertheless... Martha dated quite a few men and became pregnant after a one-night stand with a soldier at the military base where she worked in California. Dang. But this okay. is this is <laughs> out of wedlock. 
when she told the father the other half of the one night stand that she was pregnant he tried jumping into the california bay to commit suicide not the reaction i'm sure she was hoping for i don't want to laugh because that is not really bad (laughs) but like uh, i mean you said it pretty comedically as well like the timing of that i mean i mean some of the articles i read said that I mean, most Jeez. of the most of the articles I, I read said that this attempt failed, like he survived. One article was just kind of like ambiguous about it, but I, I think he survived. I don't have a for sure answer on that, but I think he survived. So, <laughs> But either way, you can imagine how damaged Marcus, Martha's psyche is at this point. She's this woman looking for love yeah. after an extremely traumatic childhood and what's supposed to be this happy moment for her. She's about to have a baby. This guy tries oh to jump God. off a bridge. That'll do some damage to anyone's <laughs> mental state. He's like, oh, you're pregnant? Oh, what good news? Well, I'm going to go for a jog real yeah. quick. I'll be right <laughs> he back. He just books it towards the bridge. Oh, my God. Oh God. Do, you, do you think they were standing on a bridge when she told him? Or, like, that was later? <laughs> Yo, that'd be insane. <laughs> he just split-second decision. <laughs> Jumps up. I'm out. And for that reason, I'm, I'm out. out. <laughs> That's terrible. Well, okay. Whether or not he completed suicide, he obviously had nothing to do with her. After, she, after that, she never saw him again. Um, but in 1944, yeah. her daughter was born, who she named Willa Dean. Middle name Dean? Willa Dean? Or Willa I think Dean? Willa Dean. It's two names, but I think they're both first Willa names. Willa Dean. Willa Dean. It's kind of cute. I fuck with it. All right. All right. I'll let it slide. <laughs> Yo, I fuck with Willa Dean. <laughs> Af- Boom. <laughs> After the birth of her daughter, she returned to her home state of Florida. I think I think it was Milton, Florida was the city. And whenever asked about her child's father, she would just reply that he was killed in a battle overseas. Oh. Like, she really sold this. Like, the, the nice. local newspaper did a fucking story on this, though. That her husband died in the war and that she was left what? widowed with the child. Oh, my gosh. And he's, like, he's like, he's like reading the paper, like, jumps back into um, the into the. <laughs> he's like, oh, I'm geez. a war hero now? <laughs> what? Oh, oh my gosh. But... This obviously didn't keep Martha out of the dating game. All right. She got right back on that horse. After returning to Florida, she soon became pregnant with her second child. Uh, This time, the father married her, likely out of a sense of duty rather than love, because this was Mm -hmm. 1940-something, but divorced her six months later. And this is where her last name, Beck, comes in. She married a man named Alfred Beck, and their son together was named Anthony Beck. So at this point, she now has a son and a daughter. But not to fear. Miss Martha did not stay single for long after that. In <laughs> Wait, they broke up? Yeah, he divorced her six months after he married her. Oh, yikes. It's okay. She didn't stay single for long. Did you hear what I said? Miss Martha did I didn't not hear. stay single for long after okay. that. 1947, she picked up a copy of her local newspaper and put an ad out for her soulmate, whom she found in none other than Mr. Raymond Martinez Fernandez. The original guy? The murdery guy. Oh, okay. New guy. Yeah. New guy. <laughs> I thought you meant like missing. He jumped off this no. bridge. Please come <laughs> she back. She picks up a paper. It's like the a Craigslist. Uh, yeah. <laughs> misconnections. Misconnections. Yeah. And that's actually that's actually where I get all my dates too. The misconnections on Craigslist. That's dangerous. Some real sweethearts in there. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now on to Raymond. All right. Raymond was born in 1914 on the island of Hawaii to Spanish parents. Shortly after his birth, his family moved to Connecticut. Um, you could say he was a traveler because as an adult, he moved to Spain uh, and he married a woman and had four children with her, all of whom he abandoned shortly thereafter. <laughs> Classy stand-up True guy. love. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. While living in Spain, he served in the military because this was during World War II. Um, and in the military, he was a Spanish merchant marine and reportedly a member of the British Intelligence Agency. Although some articles said that and some didn't. Isn't that so, like MI6 or something? Yeah, like right? like James Bond or something. But yeah. some articles said this and some didn't. And honestly, I would not believe a word that this man says because he goes on to kill people. So, oh. Sally, girl, you got to let me finish. But he said he was in the, the British like intelligence. Whatever. Yeah, he's, I mean, some articles said that, some didn't. So who really knows? But during his military service, Hernandez suffered brain damage to the frontal lobe of his brain from an accident on board one of the ships. Um, and say it with me, folks. Folks. <laughs> What's well, one of the many marks of a serial killer? 
damage to the frontal uh, lobe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say peeing your pants. Oh, you see somebody pee their pants? Enuresis. Um, what the hell is uresis? Enuresis is oh, wetting aneresis. the bed. Oh, Okay. It's wetting the bed. <laughs> I talked about this in a... Oh, the Joseph Callinger episode. I went over the triad. Yeah, yeah. A little bit. Um, but while boarding a ship for America, a steel hatch fell on top of him, fracturing his skull and injuring his frontal lobe. Don't laugh. Jeez. <laughs> Jake, just imagining That's it. gnarly. Like, it's a whole steel hatch falling on this guy's <laughs> yeah, head. Yeah, I know. Like, it's lucky he didn't die. Yeah, well, I mean, the for life him. he goes on to lead for after him. this may not have. But yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, and you know maybe it's just because i consume a lot of true crime content that i already know this but for anyone who doesn't know uh damage to the frontal lobe can often cause changes in personality um, with some injuries resulting in like a lack of aggression control and an increased yeah. risk of violence in some individuals isn't that why like a lot of football players they, it comes out they were like a domestic abuser or something yeah that's that's part of it um uh, sustaining a lot of head injuries there's a whole documentary on it i'm not going to try and speak on something that i don't know too much about there was a whole movie with um, Will Smith that, like, the doctor who discovered, like, the actual science behind this. Anyways, Google Will Smith and then look through all the movies. And if there's a cover one with one of the, he's wearing a suit with, like, a football player standing next to him, that's probably the movie. Anyways, um, <laughs> I don't remember what it's called. It's a good message. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it can cause an increased risk of violence in some individuals and this theory of the correlation between frontal lobe damage and an increased risk of violence in an individual is still being studied it's obviously not everyone with frontal lobe injuries is going to go on to kill people okay like most people won't even have that increased increased risk of violence or an increase in aggression um, but there are an unlucky few who will likely suffer from these symptoms and raymond fernandez being one of them and while this head injury may have been the cause of his behavioral changes both social and sexual um that doesn't excuse his later crimes okay i mean if, if you have some sort of you know head injury or or mental illness that you know causes you to do certain actions it's still your responsibility to do your best to seek treatment or seek help for those behaviors it's not your fault but it is your responsibility hmm. so shortly after his head injury fernandez it's hard. it is hard. hard it is very hard but I mean, they, they're murder, like murdering people straight up and different blame. people after yeah, after it, sometimes. Yeah. It's kind of crazy. But like murdering people. But yeah, you, at least you yeah. got to try. Yeah, you got to try. Do something. Shortly after his head injury, Fernandez shoplifted some clothing from a store and was put into prison for a year. During that year in prison, his cellmate taught him to do. Wait, did he? So he got caught for shoplifting? Yeah, he got caught for shoplifting. <laughs> <laughs> this is before the murder. This is still. Oh, okay, he he okay, just okay. got his head injury. Okay, okay. Uh, and he, he was. Um, arrested for shoplifting, put in prison for a year, and during that year in prison, his cellmate taught him to do black magic, which oh, he later, yeah. which he later claimed would give him irresistible power and charm over women. Yeah, and like go. this man really do have a head injury awesome. if he thinks that he's irresistible to women. <laughs> no, it's because of the black magic. It's because of the black. Yeah, yeah, he really do have a head yeah. injury, <laughs> but, but he thinks he's some sort of voodoo master that can charm women into falling in love with him, and he he holds this to be true until the very end what's he look like what's this guy's name you google Joseph him Callinger? i'll wait oh, no, no that's no, no. else uh raymond hernandez sorry what raymond martinez fernandez oh no <laughs> he's not irresistible uh, due, due to black magic or his looks or his <laughs> jesus yeah there's a movie made what the in fuck the movie he's hot yeah he's hot in the movie That's there's a movie up. made why do they in do that the, i want to say 1970 why do they about do that? this case yeah he is hot in the movie but you don't want to hire ugly he actors just, right he looks now. like a scary man everywhere else <laughs> he's very scary looking yeah okay but after he served his jail sentence he moved to new york city um, back in the day before social media and dating sites, people used personal ads in newspapers as a way to like <laughs> meet people in a romantic so context, funny. as well as like a com like companionship, you know, and personal ads actually have a really interesting history. They've been around since like the 1690s and, and people still use versions of them today, just like in different forms, like the misconnections on Craigslist or mm. like posting on social media. Like it's not a newspaper anymore. But how confident but I, you got to I mean, be I guess you could still take it to do that ad, in the newspaper, you know? You would literally you be just really confident. Yeah. Um, oh, I thought you said complicated. I was like, no, you just no, no, write no, no, the no. letter and then send it with a check to the newspaper office. 
No. And they print it. I mean, yeah, you would have to be pretty you, con- yeah. confident. Uh, I guess, well, you wouldn't have to give your name. You would just give your phone number and then people could choose whether or not to contact you. And they wouldn't yeah. know you okay. until you let them know you. Yeah, okay. that's Yeah, that makes sense, actually. And, like, I mean, I guess you could still put in a personal ad on the newspaper today. You'd probably get a lot of creeps. But, <laughs> I mean, I, you would probably get creeps back then, too. <laughs> you just do, like, a, a sexy body shot and then your <laughs> phone number and it's, like, call but me. But now it's printed in color. <laughs> <laughs> Only on Sundays. Um, but Raymond... Fr- <laughs> Printed in color only on Sundays. (laughs) Newspapers. Mm. Uh, Anyways, Raymond Fernandez was a big fan of the personal ads in newspapers, and not for good reasons. Fernandez would find and answer personal ads from lonely older women. Oh, geez. (laughs) This could go one of two ways. This could go two ways. (laughs) Answer ads from lonely older women. (laughs) But does he kill them? (laughs) Let me get to it. Or does he just show them a good time? (laughs) <laughs> All right, continue. Sorry. Uh, he would take them out to dinner, you know, wine and dine them a little bit, then steal from them. <laughs> you know, it's like money, joy, expensive stuff. <laughs> Don't take strange men on dates, Grandma. It's not going to end well for you. And How in could the she sense, have seen this coming? <laughs> she didn't have her glasses. She didn't have her readers. <laughs> That's really funny. I was taking a big swig, swig of tea. That's. So funny. <laughs> How did you not see this coming? <laughs> I didn't have my readers. <laughs> uh, okay. I had my bifocals on upside down. <laughs> he looked three feet tall. <laughs> Everything is like minuscule in her eyes. I don't think that's how it works. That is definitely it's not how it works. <laughs> Just what imagining grandma with like magnifying glasses. <laughs> uh, okay. Anyways. What the? <laughs> uh, I think I was thinking of a magnifying glass and not bifocals. <laughs> it's been a long day. <clears throat> Anyways, it was, it was kind of the perfect crime in a sense, because oftentimes these women were too embarrassed to report the crimes. That's terrible. It's so bad. I don't know why I'm laughing. I'm nervous for these women. It was, they were too embarrassed to report the crimes. So he would just get away with it. Meryl, and, Cheryl, Charisse, Mary. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's all of them. You're just naming old people names. Mm-hmm. Nice. Charisse. <laughs> yeah. an old, oh, you've met old people named Charisse? I met a middle-aged woman I named mean, Charisse. O- or Helen, Lydia, Vernon. That's an old that's person. That's an old name. person. Because <laughs> you can't even shorten that. There's no nickname. Vern. Yeah, that's still an old person. You know. Yeah, that's an old person name. It's not gonna you're not gonna call like a six year old. Naming Vern. my firstborn Vernon. <laughs> Vernon. No, people would call him Vermin. Ver- <laughs> Don't do that. Perfect. But anyways, he would take these women out, he would wine and dine them. Um they were too embarrassed to report the crimes. And it wasn't always just like a single date, like single little wine and dine occasion oftentimes he would remain dating these women mm. for a while to long gain their con. trust yeah the I, long con I, that's not what i thought you said at first um long john <laughs> um and then he would he would gain gain their trust and then steal from them he would gain their trust for a while and uh-huh. then steal from them so shortly that's how you get more out of them you know you can get their whole social <laughs> you can get their pin collecting that social security oh yeah <laughs> you just disappear them <laughs> and then collect. Oh my gosh. Shortly before he met Martha Beck, he actually traveled with one of these women to Spain to visit his ex-wife and children, which wow. he actually introduced his new girlfriend to his estranged wife that he abandoned. So that That's must have been a badass. fun interaction <laughs> to be a fly on the wall in that room. Wow. The one. Yeah, hey, wow. kids, I haven't seen in seven years an ex-wife oh my that gosh. I left in the middle of the night. This is my new girlfriend. Was he just trying to flex? Because obviously he's not going oh, there to know. like take care of them. No, I don't know. <laughs> like, <laughs> Who? Kno- that's all the article like said. Like a casual, was that hey, he what's up? He introduced his girlfriend to his I ex-wife. I have a girlfriend. <laughs> and she's, she's like, 87. Okay, you still pay <laughs> child support. Like, what do I care? Probably not even. Oh, probably does. It's right? 1947. Oh, I don't know. I yeah, don't probably know. not. Yeah. It seems like a while ago. <laughs> but anyways, to, be, the, a f- I don't to know be a fly on the wall in that room. What a time that would have been. This woman's name was Jane Thompson, his the, his the new girlfriend. One? Yeah. Old lady? Yeah. Cool. 
Oh, she was like 66, I think. Um, but while on the trip, Thompson mysteriously died. But don't worry. Before she died, she changed her will and left everything to Fernandez. Oh, so it's fine. Clutch. <laughs> Fernandez Sweet. said that she died of a heart attack. Good job, Jane. Jane Thompson's mother actually said that she died in a train accident. We don't really mm. know the story. <laughs> Honestly, uh, we don't even know if the will was mm. truthful or if it was forged by Fernandez. But they never performed an autopsy on Jane. So we can't even say either way what did he say happened he said she had a heart attack and his mom her mom, her mom said was like she died in a train accident oh my god you think they were in on it together no they would have collaborated their stories no because if one person says one thing one person says another you're like oh well we i guess we'll never know oh i feel like it'd be better if everyone agreed then they wouldn't be like what i don't happened? know i'm not a mastermind master criminal mind what? that's good to know criminal mastermind that's how it's supposed to go master criminal mind um you gotta write up a will for jacob and <laughs> make him sign it <laughs> put like another piece of paper over the top but just leave a little signature <laughs> box he's like playing he's playing dungeon <laughs> he's playing a video game i'm like and hey hey like, hey i need you to sign my permission slip and he just reaches over. permission <laughs> slip for fucking what what is he your father <laughs> nothing he's not gonna know that i could say anything while he's playing video games and he would do it <laughs> As long as he doesn't have to look away from the screen. Uh, that's funny. <laughs> Anyways. It's like, in the event of my death, I leave my my truck, my car. I leave all of my belongings. My PS4. I'm selling it. <laughs> selling it before he dies. I don't like, care. Yeah, 50 bucks. <laughs> Come pick 50 it up. bucks, OBO. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Okay. okay. But, uh, yeah, Thompson's entire state estate went to fernandez he made out with a lot of money um but don't worry he wasn't in mourning for long he, <laughs> he got all the money quick yeah, yeah. because It'll just be a few just a few weeks after her death in 1947 he answered a personal ad placed by martha beck so with beck's tragic past and a life full of trauma she was known to like escape into these fantasy worlds of romance novels and movies and magazines she loved like romance centered content like media um, and it's no wonder that she placed a personal ad looking for a male companion. Mm-hmm. So now the two are going to meet. Yes. Okay. So Fernandez, thinking that a nurse would have quite a bit of money for him to steal, <laughs> uh, he traveled to New York City. Do we he, know that's how he felt or that's just like inferenced? No, like he, that's he why he that? went there. That's why he chose her ad over other people's because he thought she would have money because she was a nurse. Damn. Yeah. And Fernandez, you know, thinking that she would be making all this money. Uh, traveled from new york city down to uh, milton florida which is where martha was working as a nurse in the pensacola children's hospital the couple went on their first date but what beck had actually failed to mention in her personal as with ad was that she had two children and for fernandez who was just trying to make a quick buck mm. children were not in his plan he actually ended their first mm. date early but martha became like so distressed that she threatened to see she threatened suicide if he stopped seeing her Okay, so maybe he's like, ah, I really can't take this money away from these kids. No. Or he's just like, it's too complicated. It's too complicated. Damn. She didn't say that she had kids in the Damn. ad. He thought mm-hmm. he was just going to be able to seduce her, yeah, leave yeah. her, take her money. Yeah. But with the kids, that, that makes things more complicated, Can you take obviously. them to soccer practice? Yeah. <laughs> I came Damn. to steal this bitch's money, and now I'm driving the minivan. <laughs> like, so. Why is he, there a ring on my finger? <laughs> he, like, wakes up from a nightmare. <laughs> And okay, apparently threatening suicide worked because they continued their relationship and he even opened up to her about his criminal past and she opted to stay with him. So that's on you, Martha. Well, she, what do you mean she opted to stay with him? She threatened suicide so he'd stay with her. Yeah. And then she, he opened up to her that he was Oh, and then she was like, oh, okay. And she was like, Eh, okay, yeah, sure. Whatever. Be around my children. Damn. (laughs) Dang. I've committed violent crimes. That's fine. I steal from old women. As long as you stick with me. Yeah. Oh, you'll see how true that statement is in a minute. Oh, boy. So Raymond stayed for a short time in Milton, Florida with Martha, but eventually had to return back to New York. Um, that's where his jobs was, his his home, everything. And so she told everyone that her and Raymond were set to be married, and rumors about Fernandez and his criminal past circled the hospital where she worked. And she Why was is she actually, telling everyone? She was eventually fired from her job. She didn't tell them. I don't think that she told him he was like a formal criminal. Or like oh, a, a he's just like kind of known. He's just he seems. He look at him. Pretty he looks like a shady character. guy. Yeah, true. Yeah, 
but she was fired from her job at the hospital. I couldn't find out exactly why she was fired, but, you know, nevertheless, she decided to join Raymond Fernandez in New York. What was his job in New York? Like, I think he's just a con man. I think he just lived off of the money oh, that he shit. stole from these okay. women. Um, but before she left, she made sure to abandon her two children at the local Salvation Army. Oh, so. dang. She drops them off. That's, That's some, messed <laughs> like up. an old dresser. <laughs> so it's okay. Sucks. The children were later adopted and honestly, probably better off not being with Martha. Like, yeah, you know, but that must have been just horrible for them. Yeah, they were really young. Like the boy must have only been maybe a year or two old, if that. And the daughter was probably only two or three, which does stink. But they were taken care of. They were adopted later on. I did read that. And they're probably better off not being anywhere near a mother that's going to murder people. Yeah, probably. But I digress. Yeah. So she heard these rumors about her husband and then she... No, she knew the truth. Were they boyfriend and girlfriend at the time? Basically. Or just dating or whatever? Yeah. Basically. She knew the truth. Together but not married. He literally straight up told her about his criminal past. And how he would steal from people. Mm-hmm. And she was like, that's fine. It's not violent, though. But, yeah, it is. It's pretty messed up. Yeah. It's it's still pretty messed up. It doesn't get violent until later. But, like. You wouldn't mm, want to be with somebody like that. No. Yeah. But, you know, okay. She drops off her kids at the Salvation Army and then heads up to New York to be with Raymond. Mother of the year. Okay. Once in New York. <laughs> okay. Martha caters to Raymond's every need. She's this, like, completely devoted partner. I guess. Well, I guess you could say partner in crime. Is, oh, Didn't is he going to sh- use her for like the scams? Yeah. Oh, shoot. And she was so attached to Fernandez that she eventually joined him in his criminal efforts. Oh, look, you! I, that was the next sentence in my in my notes. Um, I remember how I I said that she was or he was obsessed with like voodoo and black magic. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Well, before Fernandez went to Florida to meet Beck, he actually asked her to send him a lock of her hair and said that he performed some sort of voodoo ritual ritual on it to make Martha completely devoted to him. Oh my gosh. Not that I believe any of that stuff. I think, I think Martha, Martha was a very damaged woman so, mentally and emotionally. And I think for yeah. Fernandez was a skilled manipulator, which makes for a dangerous combination. Yeah. I just thought that was an interesting note to throw in that. He said that he charmed her with black magic and that's why they stayed together. But dang anyways, the couple when in reality, she's just like, being emotionally manipulated yeah that sucks yeah he's definitely a skilled manipulator but she also didn't seem martha like, there's some blame on martha too i didn't see anything wrong with her earlier in the story though i know? mean she definitely could have used some psychological help i think going on a date with a man a first date with a man um and threatening to commit suicide if he doesn't take you on a second one oh, right i a totally little, forgot about that part yeah yeah, yeah. never mind <laughs> so I, I would see a doctor that's maybe pretty <laughs> sus. yeah yeah that is that's manipulative as well that's also manipulative abuse. yes um, but the couple would sift through these like Lonely Hearts ads together, looking for ads from older women, older single women. And Fernandez would pose as a single man looking for a female companion slash girlfriend, and Beck would pose as his sister. And it's impossible to know how many women um, Beck and Fernandez actually killed or victimized. We don't know that number, and I don't think that that number could ever actually be determined now that it's so far in the past um but they traveled all over the country with this like brother sister cover story victimizing single older women dang but what a uh, life yeah <laughs> what a life to, to see leave. the, the seen the countryside Grand canyon and the honeys in that area Jeez. and <laughs> just they're just going know. on a tour of old folks homes in america <laughs> <laughs> they were however convicted of three murders in 1949 <laughs> That's literally the le- the next line of my notes. <laughs> We're talking about they went on a tour of all the homes. <laughs> we do this every time. That's messed up. <laughs> that is funny to picture, though. <laughs> it's like postcards that they're in front of retirement homes instead of national monuments. And he's got like an old lady around his arm. And then Martha's just off to the side. <laughs> Oh, God. Okay. In 1948, Fernandez actually married one of their victims, a woman named Myrtle Young. And every time they found a new victim, Martha would get super jealous, which, I mean, obviously, this is her boyfriend, and she had to watch him date and yeah, marry and these like other women. these old ladies. Yeah, exactly. And the couple actually had one rule between them, which was that Fernandez um, could no not... Fucking? 
yeah, Fernandez could not have sex with their intended targets. So oftentimes their victims Fair would role. actually stay with Martha if they came to visit Fernandez or anything. Because back in those days, if you were a single woman, you couldn't stay with your male partner. You had to stay with another woman. So Martha would actually house these women yeah. when they came to visit, which would also be, it would be, it's a weird dynamic. And and Martha, may, she went to these like disturbing lengths to make sure that all of these relationships were never consummated. Um, and when she would find Fernandez sleeping with one of the women, because, you know, he's a creep. Of course, he's going to sleep with them. Uh, a creep? They would, he's giving them a good time. Jesus Christ. Before he steals other stuff. Yeah, before he murders them and steals their money. Oh, they murder him? D- did you not hear my line where I said they were convicted of three murders in 1949? I totally... I know, I guess I forgot that part. <laughs> <laughs> Just picking and choosing which bits of the story <laughs> you're going to remember. Yeah, for Jesus. real. I was like, oh, uh, she's innocent at this point. <laughs> But oh my God. okay, he's a creep. He's gonna sleep with them. Okay, and both like the women would after they, you know, after Martha would catch them in bed together, the women would feel like the full extent of Martha's wrath. Oh shit! So when Hernandez, or excuse me, Fernandez, <clears throat> Martha's wrath. That's what they call her strap on. Gee. <laughs> <laughs> when she joins in. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> Jesus Christ, these people are murderers. So when when Fernandez mar- <laughs> okay. so when Fernandez married Myrtle Young in 1948, Myrtle was frustrated that Martha Beck, who she assumed to be this like meddling sister-in-law, was all up in her and her new husband's business. She <laughs> she was like, "What the fuck is this bitch doing? Let me do my husband." Uh. And she's like, "Okay, of course." Myrtle was <laughs> aggravated, so Fernandez gave her some sleeping pills, which actually oh. led to an overdose. Okay, okay. I thought that was going in a bad direction. <laughs> she, no. The, she, he gave well, that her is sleeping, a bad direction. That's a she really bad direction. Died. Yeah. They, Fernandez gave her sleeping pills, which led to an overdose. And none of the articles I read said that it was an intentional overdose. I think he, she was just freaking out and he wanted to calm her down, but he gave her too much. Yeah. I mean, she's old, but right? I Supposedly, so, like, yeah. Who knows? She's older. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, come on. I think we can determine that if like you can't, that Fernandez intended to kill Myrtle. Like yeah, they, like what are you giving? They were 10, already married, 10 or so he had pills or yeah, something? he like, had claim to all of her money and property because yeah. they were married, and this was 1947. There's no prenups. Yeah, so like, like, probably soon after the wedding, would you would just they just with, offer? Right? Yeah, you know, yeah. they don't need her anymore. They got yeah. that piece of paper that says she's property, and he owns all of her oh, and her shit. stuff. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Damn. So. I mean, he didn't need her anymore, and she was just causing problems. So I think for his actual honestly, w- wife or actual girlfriend or whatever. Yeah, she was honestly probably on her way to finding out that Martha was not his real sister, um, and mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. Beck and Fernandez actually reportedly boarded a bus to Arkansas with Myrtle, who was unconscious. Like they boarded <laughs> a bus like with her unconscious body, uh, and, and nobody on- <laughs> said. Hmm. Nobody said nothing. And on their arrival in Myrtle's home state of Arkansas, she was admitted to a hospital where she actually died six days later. Good God. How many pills did he give her? <laughs> or is, wait, this is when we had different medicine. Yeah, right? this is like They're back like, then, right, 1947. This is literally just like quaaludes. Give you some like, freaking uh, mix of like heroin, alcohol. What's bennies? in this? Arsenic? I don't even know. Give me 12. Arsenic. <laughs> Gosh. I mean, they were still putting lead paint on children's <laughs> toys, so <laughs> I, yeah, I don't so, think they were too that concerned is like the with worst. sleeping pills. Oh They're like God, cocaine. So I mean, sure. So bad. Heroin? Ah, uh, we'll write a prescription. Uh-uh. I mean, <laughs> so <laughs> Myrtle Young sadly died six days later after arriving at the hospital. The couple's next victim was a 66-year-old woman named Janet Fay, and just like every other time, Fernandez began dating the woman with you know martha playing the overbearing sister but of course fernandez had to test his limits and in january of 1949 martha caught fernandez in bed with janet fay enraged martha grabbed a ball peen hammer and beat janet fay over the head with it and fernandez actually finished the job by oh, strangling wow. her wow yeah take it out on him i mean she can't she's like completely devoted to this it is a bunch of misplaced anger she's completely devoted to this man who's a serial cheater and Sheesh. she knows it she allows it to, she helps him yeah cheat on her. yeah 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 it, it's definitely misplaced anger Wild. um but the couple loaded janice's body into a large trunk which they then left at fernandez's real sister's house like fernandez had a real sister and they just put janet Faye's body in a trunk oh and buried God. it in his sister's basement and like poured cement over it wow yep when i hear things like they loaded her up into the trunk like have you ever thought about how 
hard that would be to get away with because like that's like a trunk like even a in steam the trunk, night like a like a suitcase old-fashioned suitcase like trunk. oh i thought you meant the trunk of a no, car no, no. i'm like how are you supposed to drag Buried someone the whole out? Car. <laughs> no, no. I was thinking like, how are you supposed to drag someone out and put them in a car? Yeah. Also, that'd be really seen? gross. Like, oh, oh yeah. sad note to the yeah, people they're all, at home. They're all messed up from the hammer. Yeah. Sad note to the people at home. It's My terrible. guinea pigs, Teddy and Freddie, actually passed away a few weeks ago. Honestly, that's why I didn't post oh, the episode shoot. sooner. I uh, yeah. was in mourning uh, and crying a lot. Uh, oftentimes, when one guinea pig dies, if they're a bonded pair, the other one dies. So, uh, yeah, they need a Teddy, pair. Never yeah. get one guinea pig. Yeah. Freddie passed away sometime in the night a few weeks ago. And when I woke up, I found him obviously dead. And Teddy was uh, like on his way out too. He was having yeah. seizures and stuff from the stress of losing Freddie. So. Yeah, rip. Like having to even just touch, like those are guinea pigs. And like having to even just touch their dead bodies. I was, it was like not grossed out because I loved them. And you know, like. Yeah. I, I, they were my pets i love them but like gross is in like knowing that there's no life in there like that yeah. was terrifying to me to have to touch dead mm. animal even i cannot imagine touching a dead body mm-hmm. regardless of whether you like loved them or not yeah yeah that that is just like freaky mm-hmm. hope i never have to like deal with like that. when i picked them up they, like freddie was like cold that was so like oh wow yeah <gasps> that's that is weird mm-hmm. yeah Anyways, sad, sad note right there. I forgot that they Rest wouldn't, in that peace the to listeners Teddy and wouldn't even have known that. Yeah. Well, unless they're a friend. But, yeah. You know, not everybody is. Yeah. R.I.P. Teddy and Freddie. It was a few weeks ago, so I'm not over it, obviously. I miss them very much, but I am doing better now and considering getting guinea pigs in the near future again. Don't do it. Why? Oh, because you're I allergic. Can't come to your freaking house. <laughs> I miss them. Yeah. I miss them a lot. Okay. Get a hairless squeaks. cat, and I'm gonna get a hairless. They make hairless cat. guinea pigs. They're called skinny pigs. <laughs> <laughs> is that real? Yeah. Are you fucking with me? No. Wow. They're called skinny pigs. That's our good news. You have for to. Today. <laughs> that's that's our good news for today. I should have saved that for the end. Skinny you actually pigs? have to put coconut oil on them because their skin gets dry. <laughs> yeah, I think <laughs> you have to do that with you hairless cats You gotta slather up too. your skinny pig. <laughs> that's that's such a good a, name for it. That's a euphemism. <laughs> Bailey. Good one. Good one. All right. Continue with your case. Uh, I don't even know where I was. Okay. Oh, dead body in the trunk. Um, okay. <laughs> so yeah, they, they took Janet's body, put her in a trunk, buried her in Fernandez's actual sister's house and <laughs> poured cement over it in, in his sister's basement. With her knowledge? No. <laughs> <laughs> like they're not going to tell her. She's That's not true. in on it. Yeah. After the murders. Oh um, my God. She's like, what is this new? Ad- what? Yeah, she's like, oh, you redid my basement floors for me? That's so nice. Cops show up a year later. (laughs) Jesus. Oh, my gosh. But That's terrible. It's really bad. After the murder, uh, Raymond and Martha blew through Janet's savings. And to top it all off, which is what I I think the sickest part of this, is that they forged fake letters to send to Janet's family to make it seem like she was okay. Oh, what? I know. I hate when killers do that. It's like... And eventually, though, her family started to become that's, suspicious that's and the terrible. couple quickly moved on to their next victim. Yeah, yeah. But to know that, like, they were forging letters to make it seem like that's she was okay. That's messed, man. I hate that. I hate that so much. And then for her family to find out what actually happened to her is yeah. so sad. Because then you're like, what What letters Because I think she was a widower. Well, I, I guess they would I know. Think she had, I think she was a widow. I think she had children, too. Mm-hmm. From, Dang. like, a previous marriage. Dang. It's so sad. Yeah. And... Actually, this next part is what I think is the saddest part of the story so far. I would hope not. If my grandma put an ad in the personal paper, (laughs) I would change her phone number. (laughs) No, grandma. (laughs) But the saddest part of the entire story is coming up. Um, It's it's their final victim. Well, victims, actually. It's plural. Um, And I mean, it's all spad, but spad sad but um especially this part Mm -hmm. and i know we always give a warning at the top of the episode but i'm gonna give another warning here there is violence towards children um you can fast forward a few minutes if you want to skip to the end but i'm gonna move into the case now uh in this this final murder case um traveling to a suburb of grand rapids michigan the couple met with a woman named delphine downing who had placed a personal ad after being left widowed she sounds bougie delphine down i know i was like delphine's a nice name I, w- I would use that. 
I like the names Delphine, Madame Delphine. and Ramona and Fiona. I think those are all cute those names. Those are good names, yeah. But anyways, um, Downing lived with her two-year-old daughter, Raynell, which is actually also a really cute name. She spells it R-A-I-N-E-L-L-E, Raynell. Hmm. I think that's cute. Um, and from all accounts that I read, she seemed like an incredibly smart woman. Um, Beck and Fernandez were only there for a few days before Delphine started become started to become suspicious of their like brother and sister act and their intentions in answering her personal ad. And when mm. Delphine tried to speak up about her suspicions and, and question Martha and Raymond, um, Raymond gave her a dose of sleeping pills. Dang. Mm-hmm. And as she laid unconscious, uh, little Raynell, her daughter, um, became upset. She started crying and, and yelling. I mean, she's two years old. Her mom's uh-huh. unconscious. Uh-huh. And she's with these two these two people that are basically strangers to her. They, they've How many days here. has it been at this point? Just a couple. couple like, just days. a few days. Yeah. yeah and that's weird. Martha becomes frustrated with the girl and chokes her. Yeah, because if you're bringing survives. your sister every time you go on a date or something, that's weird. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. Or and go so, to her house. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's like, okay. And, and Raynell survives being choked by Martha, but she's left with notab- noticeable oh, bruises geez. around her neck. She's two years old at, at this point. That's that terrible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Panicked, they knew that once Delphine woke up, woke, woke up, woke up from the sleeping pills, she was going to, you know, see the see the marks on her daughter's neck and oh, would geez. immediately yeah, call the police. Yeah, they're just gonna have to get rid of both of mm-hmm. them at this point. So in a panic, Fernandez shot Delphine in the head while she slept. Oh my god! And th- this next part makes me shiver. It's so gross. The couple actually kept Raynell alive for a few days and lived in the Downing's house. They were basically playing house for a few days after they killed delphine wow mm-hmm. so they were playing house That's for a few terrible. days probably got bored and a few days after killing delphine the couple drowned baby raynell in the bathtub oh my god mm-hmm. delphine and her daughter were then buried in the basement of the house what the fuck yeah that was the grossest part to me i hate when killers like live in the houses of their victims like it's it's not uncommon like sometimes yeah. killers will do that but it's especially gross when they like keep family members alive yeah. to like play out this weird just, like, fantasy. It's like some doing sick the fantasy. task of killing someone. You're just mm-hmm. like you're like they're like living making out it more than that. And some it's sick gross. fantasy. Like they're trying to yeah. pretend. It's like playing pretend, but with wow. real people and real lives at stake. Jeez, it's uh, it makes me shiver. Have you ever watched? Actually, I think we watched this movie together. The boy. What the fuck did they think was going to happen though? <sighs> like they just drugged her because she was getting because she was getting suspicious. mm Hmm. She was starting to question their like, like whole whole dynamic. Are they like looking through her drawers for information to get her money somehow, or they're just like? I don't think they'd even found thought out, that far whatever. ahead. I think they started to panic because she had started oh, to like question yeah. them, or she had started to Pretty become wild. suspicious. And when she spoke up to like start asking questions, that's when they gave her the yeah. sleeping pills. And they gave mm. her the sleeping pills and strangled her daughter. And were like, "Well, now we we've dug a hole that we we mm-hmm. can't get out of. We got to murder both of them." So her daughter's really young. So is this lady Two years not old? Not old? Um, she was a widow. Young. So she's not as old as the <clears throat> other um, as the mm-hmm. other victims. She's actually probably one of their younger victims. Mm-hmm. Um, Shoot, that sucks. Mm-hmm. It's really too bad. Yeah. But you've watched the movie The Boy, right? Where there's um, a doll. I, okay, I'm about to spoil the movie. So if you don't want to hear it, skip forward 15 seconds or whatever. But in the movie, um, it's this doll that this like old old retired couple hires this girl to be a nanny she gets there and then finds out that she's actually a nanny for a doll oh mm-hmm. oh wait but no, it no, turns no. out that and like the doll she thinks the doll is haunted because it keeps moving around and like it'll it's doing weird things she thinks it's haunted um and the couple actually they go they tell her they're going away on vacation but they actually go kill themselves they like stuff their pockets full of rocks and walk into a lake um because what kind of fucking movie because is this? it's a horror movie oh well yeah Yeah. (laughs) because it's not actually it's not actually a haunted doll she actually finds out that they're the boy who the couple the couple got this doll because they had a son who everybody thought died in a fire but he didn't die he was just like incredibly like mangled from the fire Uh, and they they think that the couple is just crazy that they use this doll as like some sort of replacement for their son but really he's living in the walls of the house and he's like been spying on this nanny girl the whole time she's been there and like that he's, sounds pretty he's the one moving the doll oh and he's God. the one like stealing stuff from her room and things like that and he actually tries to murder her i mean it's a horror movie so of course uh-huh. he tries to murder her in the end but that is my biggest fear hi sally that that's you'll... my biggest fear is somebody living in my house without me knowing oh okay yeah yeah Mm-hmm. 
Wow. Those kind of movies scare me so bad. Try and sneak into your house sometime. Do not. Hide in your cupboard. Casper will maul you. I hope. No, he wouldn't. He's the he worst guard ever. He would find me, though, probably, right? Yeah, he would definitely find you. I'll climb up your, um, onto your outdoor patio. I keep that door thing. locked. Yeah, I, I don't know. Stop trying to. This is freaky. <laughs> it's like my biggest fear is, is that, that really somebody's going to okay. be in my house. I hate I yeah. hate the thought of that. Anyways, that's the vibes that this gives me. Like living in somebody else's house and like playing mm. out that fantasy. Because he would move the doll around to like mess with her and like communicate with her kind of. It, it's just weird. That's Wait, what it made me think of. Go back to the of. legit story. I don't. I, I lost her. They place. murdered Delphine. Okay. They murdered Delphine yeah, yeah. and kept Raynell oh, baby right, right, alive. And, that's, and that lived in, and lived the in their house. Yeah. Okay. It's Next. giving me the heebie-jeebies. That's worse, Anyways, though. But yeah. But Sheesh. thankfully, though, Delphine's neighbors had taken note of some suspicious activity going on at the Downing's home, and the next day, the police were sent to the Downing residence for a welfare check. And this is mm. this is just a reminder that mm. if you see anything suspicious or weird going on, tell someone. Call the cops to do a welfare check. Call social services. Call somebody. And if nothing is going on, then who cares? No harm done, right? But like you could you know take care of each other keep out for like keep an eye out for your neighbors you could save somebody if you notice something maybe go knock on the door on. first well you don't know because what if what if there's somebody violent in there and they want to get you too yeah, fair. I, I like as a woman i would call somebody i would never do that myself that's some privileged point of thinking ben all right <laughs> no as a woman i would never go so i would if i was seeing some suspicious activity mm-hmm. i would never go over there by myself um but yeah, just keep an eye out for each other. Care about your neighbors. Call call somebody if if you think something suspicious is, is yeah, going on. Yeah, don't just on. laugh you it off. You could save though. somebody. Yeah, don't just shake it off. Anyways, public service announcement over. Shake it off. Shake, shake it, it off. Ooh, ooh, ooh. But anyways, the cops showed up to the Downing house and found the bodies of Delphine and Raynell in the basement. And Fernandez, when questioned by police, Damn. initially confessed to 17 murders but quickly recanted. That's a lot. Apparently, Fernandez felt safe confessing to murder in Michigan because there's no death penalty. But what he didn't realize is that... He's going to get extradited. Yeah, but what he didn't realize was that, guess what? New York has a death penalty, and Uh, guess where Janet Faye was murdered? Oh, shoot. Mm Mm-hmm. Not so so fast there, Raymond. Anyways. What a stupid gotcha. Shortly thereafter, the couple was... Ah, but you can't execute (laughs) me. He tried to recant his confession after they're like, actually, we're sending you back to New York. And he's like, well, I didn't kill 17 Uh, people. uh, Uh -uh. You got the wrong guy. (laughs) It was that guy. (laughs) Points to some cop or something. (laughs) They would... Shortly thereafter, though, the couple was extradited to New York to face charges for the murder of Janet Faye. The case received huge amounts of publicity. Publicity. <laughs> Publicity. What did Publicity. you say? Publicity. I, I couldn't even get the full word out. You said publicity. Publicity. The case received huge amounts of publicity. Uh, publicity. To be, you know. We know you know. Correct. Okay. Um, the couple were known as the honeymoon killers, the serial killer couple, uh, the lonely hearts killers, and the story was on front pages everywhere, all over the country, all over the world. Do you think he actually even loved her though? Who's Maybe he say? provided her I, with that affection sometimes, but yeah. just to further his, you know, manipulation. I don't, we can't know intent. But that's true. Yeah. But the trial was so sensationalized because she um, obviously didn't help with the, you know, with the scams. Like she did. She seems like a hindrance, though. No, she was a willing participant. She helped yeah, him I know, find but these every ads, time, and she helped him take care of the bodies, and she helped. That's fair, but every she helped, time she is like she getting jealous and throwing his stuff off. But they, they but when yeah. she does that though, they've already stolen the money. That's true. I think having her there, I think, is another just level of trust because you think, mm. oh, like his sister's going to be with us today. Nothing bad I just is going to happen. Move, sorry. Jeez, don't scare me. No, like not that. out there. Just like right here. Oh, don't scare me like that. Yeah. But I think that it just heightens the trust. Like if I was going somewhere with a man, I would want like another woman present. Like that's like a little bit more like safety, right? You're like, oh, he's not going to murder me with his sister right there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. With his sister's right there. Yeah. So I I think, I don't think she was a hindrance. And okay. I don't know if he okay. actually loved her or what. Or if she even actually loved him or just craved. She left her kids for him. I don't That couldn't, that doesn't necessarily mean that she loved him. That could uh, just be, she was so deprived of any sort of affection. Yeah. It seems like that was life. the, that yeah. was the one. But anyways, the the trial was sensationalized and showcased 
um, and, and showcased this like sexual perversity. That's that's what they like went off of the media. Uh, they like sexual took that perverse. angle of it rather than like the con man angle hmm. which is mostly what it yeah, was that seems, they, it seems like, like more about the money than it into, like surrec- this like sexual perversity thing and what's actually kind of sad is that martha was portrayed as this I think quote it's perversion what i think it's perversion perversity is also a word really yeah sounds weird <laughs> but what's actually really sad though is that martha in the media was portrayed as this quote fat ugly woman what the who was fuck? obsessed with Fernandez because because she couldn't find love anywhere else. Bruh, and which, like, that's like so unhelpful too. I know, and, and like yeah, she's a murderer, but that's not okay to say about somebody. Yeah, like get mad at her for the things that are fair that, to get mad yeah, at her for. Yeah, don't call her fat. Like, like that's fucking dumb. Yeah, because then you're just like yeah. Oh my god. And Martha was actually so upset with like the comments in the media so on common. her appearance that she wrote letters to the editors of different publications protesting their stories. Like, she went as far to write them, to be like, hey, this is not okay. Damn. Write about my murder, not my body shape. Wow, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Jesus. Jesus, yeah. And you know what? Which, like, Fernandez was no looker himself, okay? He was not cute, all right? Where are the newspapers calling him ugly? This is something that only happens to women. Yeah. And you know what? That's for real. That is actually true. Yeah. Literally, she's a murderer. Talk about her murder, uh-huh. not how she looked uh-huh. in that dress. Yeah. That, that what? Anyways. I digress. Wild. In 1959, Martha Beck and Raymond Fernandez tried to save their lives by taking the stand. Um, side note, never talk in court. Let the let the trained <laughs> lawyer professionals yeah. do that for you. It's just um, not going to work out well. Do not try well. to defend yourself. It <laughs> it's never not ends work. well. Uh, obviously, the jury wasn't convinced, shocker, of their innocence. And on March 8th of 1951, Fernandez and Beck were both executed by the electric chair. Mm. Doesn't sound great. No, electric chair sounds like an awful way to go, but yeah, you know what? After murdering three adult women and a child, mm, yeah. can't say that I feel too strongly about it. Which I'm, ag- I don't, I'm against the death penalty, but yeah, same. Also, like I would go through lethal injection at that point. Yeah, but also like this is a very like violent end to yeah. a life. Um, <laughs> I texted my brother. I was reading this case, and it was like March eighth. It was, the line is like March 8th they were both killed by electric chair in, in prison is that your and brother's birthday I, or something? yeah I texted oh Connor God. I was like on, on hey the, I was like the Lonely Hearts Killers were executed on your birthday in 1951 just thinking about you <laughs> <laughs> oh and he didn't even reply that's probably he's like oh this is normal uh, <laughs> random serial killer facts um, just girly things in in the end <laughs> We'll never actually know how many women were killed by Martha and Raymond. Even though Hernandez recanted his confession to killing 17 women, there's so there's a good chance that he really only recanted because he found out he was going to be tried in New York where there's a death penalty. Yeah. Um he said that he 17. he said that he he gave that quote confession um to protect Martha, but if we're being honest here, I think it was selfish in nature. He was a sick twisted man who was proud of killing those women, but too much of a coward to face death himself. Huh. That's what I think. A lot of times serial killers, like once they're caught, they brag about it because they they know that they're going down anyways. Yeah. They want to be known for their crimes. Huh. So I think he he did it because he was proud of killing those women and he was a coward. Who Very fair to, to say. Who recant it yeah. because he was too scared to face death himself. He's like, if I can get out, mm-hmm. I'll get out. But if I can't, I'll just you know go lean full into it and you know what if you're gonna kill people you shouldn't be scared of death either sorry about it i'm against the death penalty just to make that clear but like if you're gonna take a life i i lose all respect for you anyways yeah at a certain point it might be like just a defense for Mm -hmm. society to take them out if they're like a known serial killer Mm -hmm. But. but yeah that's my case for this week and Especially when it, our prison doesn't work yeah. to rehabilitate people <laughs> at all. Prisons. Oh, geez. Yeah. Rehabilitation in American prisons is just not really a it's thing. It's a fantasy. Yeah. But I thought this was just such an interesting story and dynamic between the two. It's it's like they were playing into each other's fantasies. Like, Fernandez believed that sh- he had this, like, magic power of women. <laughs> and Beck had this fantasy of a man who would stick by her no matter what after being failed by all the other men in her life. She grew up without a father. She, you know her first baby's 
father tried to jump off a bridge to get out of you know yeah. having a baby with this woman like not real faithful mm-hmm. past uh, and uh, men to use the ruse of Sally girl I'm not done yet yeah, almost technical difficulties thank you Sally for that and to use the ruse of brother and sister to fool their victims into this like false sense of safety is so interesting to me like how Martha would have to watch Raymond date these women and form relationships with them and for a woman who wanted so badly to be loved that must have been so painful to have to just sit back and watch that play out over and over and the circumstances between you know like behind the two of them and their stories before they met I think is so interesting like it's like if Martha had never been sexually abused as a child would she still have ended up in this place or if she was pregnant the first time and that man didn't try to commit suicide Mm. would she still have ended up being a murderer Mm. or like you know, if Raymond had never gotten that head injury, would he have gone on to be so violent and manipulative? It's huh. it's like this series of unfortunate events that lead these two these two to each other and yeah. they make like this horrifically perfect match. But anyways, that's my case. I wow. thought it was interesting. Yeah, that's a good one. That's yeah. a good one. Nine pages later. They really did just kinda of play into each other's It really was points, just strong suit I don't know. But this yeah. Match made in hell if you if you would have yeah. it. Shoot. I think they just had this perfect she had this perfect combination of like this damaged person like this damaged soul and mental state and he was mm-hmm. just this master manipulator that when the two of them yeah. met, it just it was like the perfect storm for, you know, this life of, you know, conning people and, and killing them. So that was interesting. I thought the Sheesh. dynamic between the two was out of the ordinary so that's why i went with that this week and it was extra long nice. so what time are we at right now um an hour and 14 minutes hour and 15. i mean there's gonna be some editing out of that but mm-hmm. yeah i'd be like 50 minutes i don't know nice okay so that's yeah, that's my case for this week cool do we need we need we need a good a and good i don't case. have one today yeah <laughs> you don't have one today but i'm gonna look us up a good story we'll be right back you can play some elevator music right now I've never heard that in an elevator before. Oh, okay. This one's this one is good. The prison system sometimes gets things okay. So this is an article from the Good News Network, um, written by. I want to give credit to the authors, but I cannot find some internet person name. It's on the Good News Network. You can look for it again um, if you're interested. It's called The title of the article is Breaking Bad, Ex-Cons are Mentored as Bakers and Now Their Bread is in the Best Restaurants. Baking Bad. Baking Bad, That's yeah. That's funny. That's pretty funny. Um, a bakery run by a Cambridge graduate is teaching ex-cons new skills, including providing bread to some of Scotland's fanciest restaurants. Sweet. Freedom Bakery in Glasgow's East End provides well-known eateries, including ubiquitous chip which I think is a fancy... That's a good name for a restaurant. Wow. That's a pretty good name. With bread rolls. Uh, the social enterprise was set up by Matt Fountain, who grew up watching his stepfather struggle to establish a life after being released from jail in Kent, yeah. and who he had visited in prison age 12 and begged never to go again. Which it has to be so sad for his father to wow. know that his son doesn't want to visit him in prison. But Matt enrolled in university, courses in Manchester, studied history of art in London, and spent a year in Glasgow um, attending Cambridge and attending Cambridge. Uh, he returned to Glasgow, had the chance to do a PhD at Oxford, but opted not to. Wow, this guy's smart. Sorry, I'm just reading the whole article now. But um, <laughs> he had the chance to do a PhD, but instead he decided to invest his time and energy into helping people, um, including convicted convicts. Convicted convicts? Nice. Um, so that was me, not the article. <laughs> including, um, you know, convicted inmates to reintegrate in, into society, which is awesome, I think. Uh, rehabilitation over incarceration nice in 2014 he was granted permission to use a small kitchen in um, one of the prisons in glasgow and he planned to make and sell bread at the same time um, and at the same time putting prisoners through recognized qualification for the baking industry so not only do prisoners in in this baking program receive um, like work experience baking but they also receive receive actual qualifications that they can then use to go get a job outside of um outside of prison which that's is how awesome. it should be what is I this know. Scot- scotland yeah glasgow <clears throat> there's actually cool. the one that you didn't want to watch the 
uh, Gordon Ramsay did a show what? where he teaches um, inmates how to oh, cook. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you didn't want to watch it. Okay, let's watch it. I already did. Oh. I watched it without you because you said you didn't want to watch it. <laughs> what did we watch instead? Bonding? I think, I think, no, we already before. finished that. Yeah. I think we watched Love Island <laughs> or something. All right. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. Anyways, okay, that, that makes me that, feel better about it. Yeah. it's a. I thought it was just going to be, like, sad. Yeah. It's going to be yelling at prisoners or something. No, he teaches them how to cook, okay, and cool. this guy teaches them how to bake, which is awesome, and rehabilitation over incarceration any day. So, I mean, in most yeah. cases, there are some people who cannot be rehabilitated, and we know that. But but you got to at least try. You got to try, or at least give them something productive to do. Well, they do that, but it's called prison. Uh, it's slavery. forced labor. Yeah. It's not, I don't know if that's necessarily productive. No, productive, but not for their lives yeah. or society in general. Productive for the business, not yeah. for the prisoners who should be first priority yeah. anyways okay yeah that's our good news for the week hopefully you enjoyed the story and the good news i know i did yeah <laughs> i would hope so i'm the one who wrote the case anyways <laughs> see you all next week should just have you write it and me me read it just cold <laughs> <laughs> no and feeling with whatsoever. you just going like no and you fucked that up actually uh, it's, this. It's, it's this no no no, no the sorry. inflection goes here <laughs> <laughs> damn uh, isn't I that mean, how it damn. already is no i'm kidding <laughs> messed up <laughs> anyways messed have up. a great rest of your week hopefully we didn't bum you out too much um go make some bread with your friends and family and your with the people prisoner you love. self what <laughs> bye bye are you really eating a mint right now do not asmr me i'm taking My out bad. the headphones ah. <laughs> After well, the dean can get it no she's a child oh <laughs> i mean she's an old lady now but well then she can get it <laughs> it's like a 70 year old woman taking this part out <laughs> this is always so stupid i had a burp again Jeez, Bailey. you ever get those burps where like if i force this out i might throw up in my mouth a little bit mm. yeah Martha's wrath. That's what they call her strap on. Gee. <laughs> <laughs> when she joins in. Oh, oh my God. Yeah, I think you, you gotta, have to do that with you. You gotta slather up too. your skinny pig. <laughs> that's, that's such a good a, name for it. That's a euphemism. <laughs> <laughs> Bailey. Good one. Good one. Shake it off. Shake, Shake it, it off. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Ooh, ooh. Back to the murder. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> but anyways, I came to steal this bitch's money and now I'm driving the minivan. <laughs> yeah.